Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I want to talk to you about protests. Have you been, have you been to a, a protest yet? In this new season uh, of protests? Or maybe back at an earlier day in life? Have you participated in one? What was the tone while you were there? What do you remember? Was it, was it a very stern, serious, and somber affair? Was it uh, joyful? Was there music and dancing even? Uh, or was it something else? I, I would be very curious to hear your experiences uh, from the past if you've found yourself in the midst of a protest. I'd also be curious to know why. Why, why did you, why, why'd you protest? What moved you to uh, change your routine so much that you, uh, uh, say, took to the streets uh, or gathered in a sit-in or something like that? I really do want to hear uh, from you. I'll, I'll tell you about one experience I had years ago when I participated in a sit-in. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Let me know, uh, your experience with protesting. And in the meantime, I'm going to have a conversation now with Deseret News reporter Erica Evans. She has uh, a wonderful write up which asks the very basic question, should protests be fun? Erica, uh, thanks for joining us in your research and your preparation of this article. Did, were you able to answer that question? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of um, mixed views out there. Since the death of George Floyd, we are seeing more and more people participating in these protests than ever before. We're talking tens of millions of people all over the world. Some sources are actually calling Black Lives Matter the largest protest movement in history. So there are all these people who don't have any experience with these kinds of demonstrations, including a lot of white people, who are now showing up to march or hold signs for the first time. And there's these conflicting messages out there about what is the right way to protest? What is the right way to get involved? So one of the things I've heard people debating is, well, should protests be fun? Um, we've seen a, a number of so-called protests that end up looking more like a party in the streets. Uh, and that begs the question, are you really accomplishing anything by doing that? What else? What are the various tones that, uh, that creep up in, in various protests? Yeah, I think... Um, Traditionally, you think about a protest as being um, very somber. The things you're protesting are horrible. Police violence, the wrongful killing of black people, systemic discrimination. These things are devastating and heartbreaking. So it might seem a little odd or disrespectful to get out there and have a dance party in the name of these terrible, terrible injustices. But we are seeing that in a lot of places um, in Oakland. Uh, the Los Angeles Times reported one of the protests out there resembled a nightclub. People were partying um, to music until midnight. Um, and similar scenes seen in, in cities all over the country, Detroit, Michigan, Denver, Colorado, and even in Salt Lake City here, 
um, a number of protests that had had um, just a more lively, joyful tone. Um, so there's there's conflicting feelings about that. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, in fact, that joy can be very empowering. Here's a, I want to play a brief bit of audio here. This comes from Atlanta, a, a woman there participating in a protest, had an interaction uh, with others, and in fact, the, the National Guard uh, got involved into some dancing. Here is uh, Misha Harding. When we came out here on Sunday, my cousin and I, and it, the atmosphere was so heavy. People were screaming, F the police. It was very, very dark. Um, protesters were screaming at each other, and we kept saying, what can we do to change the energy? So every day, we've come out here with that wall over there, and we have a different theme every day, so people can write out how they're feeling, and we bring out this music every single day, and a few people were dancing the first day. We had a little bit more, and now today, we have the National Guard dancing with us. I'm trying not to cry, because this is all I wanted from the day one this is all we wanted to see is real unity because i know we're all hurting and i know we're all in so much pain but this is what it's going to take we can't we can't fight hate with hate we can't I'm in no position, certainly, to weigh in on what is the right way to protest or the wrong way to protest. Much of my understanding of protest comes from uh, history class when we saw things like the Million Man March and such like that. And uh, to see what uh, you know, movements like that uh, have evolved into today is another opportunity to learn. And I'm doing a good deal of that learning uh, myself. In fact, the experience of uh, that uh, Misha Harding, who we just heard from, is, is a beautiful one. To know that there is uh, certainly joy. Uh, capable of being present even when uh, engaged in an effort to communicate a, a pretty heavy topic. Now, uh, Erica, you in your article, you do touch on another issue, and this is kind of aside from whether or not there should be uh, a joy or a somber tone or anything like that, and it has to do with those uh, participating in uh, these protests, not to communicate a message, but really just to find something to do. Yeah, one of the sources I talked to who heads up Black Lives Matter here in Utah called it protest tourism. And it's kind of this idea that you have people who are showing up just because they want to see what's going on, because they think it's trendy or fun, not because they're really invested in the issues. So you might imagine a group of young white people who say, oh, wow, everyone we know is getting out there. We should, too. So they go to a friend's house, they spend an hour or two making fun signs and decorating them with pithy statements, and they pick out an outfit that they, they think might look good when they take pictures later and post it on Instagram, and they show up. Maybe there's music. Maybe there's alcohol. They have a good time, and then they go home. But it doesn't really seem like they engaged with the issues there or that they really accomplished anything. So the conclusion I came to from my reporting is that it can come off as disrespectful if you're having too much fun at a protest and it's clear you're not personally invested in the cause. But if you've done your homework such that you understand the context and you really understand the deep pain that goes along with racial injustice and you've diligently researched ways you can be a part of the solution, then it's okay to celebrate the change that you're a part of. Um, so like that audio you just played was so powerful for, for black people who have been protesting for years, for decades, and they were sick and tired of protesting, having fun at a demonstration can be a much needed release. But they, of course, understand the context and why they're out there. It's much different than just showing up to one of these events for the first time. Makes sense to me. Erica Evans, thank you so much for your reporting and for joining us on the program here today. Thank you so much.
Alrighty. I have, I've seen much of what we've described here today. I've tried to make a point to uh, attend uh, most of the protests that have been taking place, certainly in downtown uh, Salt Lake City and elsewhere. And you see so many very, when you get up close, you can see various sectors uh, within these protests. You see those who are anxiously engaged in the communication of their message. Those are the ones uh, with the megaphones. Those are the ones who are uh, front in line, cheering alongside those with the megaphones and then uh, you find that there are some who are they've got their pictures there are a lot of selfies happening a lot of selfie sticks a lot of joking around a lot of laughing um, and not exactly engaged in what's happening in the central uh, area and then there's this third group which I have observed and that group is the troublemakers they're not there to communicate a message they're not there to have fun. They're there to tear down and destroy. And according to some helicopter footage from last night outside the offices of Sim Gill, it was a pair of bad actors smashing some windows that brought to an end uh, the protest which followed the announcement by Sim Gill.